Hello, and welcome to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with your host, Janessa Staples. This is episode two of the podcast, and today we're going to have a guest, Lauren Mitchell, and we are going to be t- discussing toxins and what you should get out of your house um, because it is not good for your health, what things can irritate your skin, um, sensitivities to breathing in certain things inside your house that you wouldn't really think about, that you would think is safe for you, but is not. So we're getting in depth with that. And then we're going to talk about what she does to keep her family healthy, what she uses for laundry detergent, for cleaning, everything. She's awesome. You should check her Instagram out. Um, She will let you know what it is twice during the podcast. So keep your ears open. She is very funny, very smart, and she is right now on a learning curve and she wants to let us know what's going on in the world and how we can keep ourselves healthy internally and externally. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, I'm Lauren Mitchell. Janessa and I connected through Instagram. If you are on there, you can come find me at In the Muddle of Mitchell. I am a wife and mother to two wildly rambunctious boys. We just recently got a dog because apparently two children wasn't exciting enough. I currently work in an after-school program. That's about it. I have just really enjoyed building community and connections through Instagram and have found a lot of passion projects within that platform that have created a lot of positive shifts in my lifestyle. So I feel like I just dabble in a lot of things and I'm just going along with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I found you on Instagram, like you said, um, and I really love following your content. For one, you're hilarious. Um, Your stories (laughs) crack me up every single day. Two, you have a lot of great insight, um, a lot of information about children. And the reason I'm having you on the podcast is because I want to talk about toxins, um, toxic things in the home. You seem to have a lot of information about that. So let's dive in. Um, What do you know? Okay, so... It's funny that you say that you think I have a lot of information because I'm honestly, like, I feel like I know nothing. I feel like I have just started and it's kind of like jumping into a puddle that you didn't realize is actually like a 10 foot, like, well, like it's, it's so much bigger than I even realized, but I am just thankful every single day for the you know resources that we have in this culture the resources that I have in forms of in the form of like community the people that I'm like literally reaching out to and I feel like a lot of my education or what people might perceive as education is actually me just being super transparent about my ignorance and so I have become very interested and very sort of fired up about toxins and what that even means, like beyond, you know, touching a handrail on a staircase in public, beyond, I don't, you know, holding on to the shopping cart at Walmart. Like it's so much more than I even realized, but now I'm sort of in too deep. Like I just need to keep, keep sort of swimming on. 
about nine months ago, I was presented with an opportunity to try, literally just try essential oils. And for a long time, I was skeptical about them, but only because I was like, I don't, I don't understand what a plant is going to do for me. I don't understand how that is going to fix what this prescription will, or, you know, so I was sort of, I had so much trust in my doctors. I had so much trust in shopping at Walmart or Target or like whatever, you know, normal everyday store. I had so much trust in things that were being sold to me from a commercial. I had so much trust in what was being fed to me. And it was like, I wasn't even to keep that metaphor going. I wasn't even like cooking for myself. Like I wasn't asking any questions. I wasn't, I was just sort of like blindly going along with it. And it's fine. You know, ignorance is bliss. You're it's fine. You just do you keep it moving. And then I became a mother and my child, my first son got sick. Then it's like, once your child is sick so many times, you reach a point of like, okay, at this point, my first line of defense being, you know, medical professionals, they're sending me home empty handed. And so now I'm in a place where literally I have no other option. And then when my child is as sick as he's ever been, in comes essential oils. And when you have no other options, your last option was revealed to me as like the only option that I needed. And this is not to go against modern medicine. I am 100% like I believe that modern medicine has a place, but I am learning and continuing to educate myself that not all of my trust should or need to be put in like not all my eggs in one basket. If you're familiar at all with molluscum, it's like a skin infection. And my pediatrician literally said it's a big word for a small disease. And she couldn't give me like an accurate timeline of when it would go away. She said there's nothing that can be done. It literally, the body has to get rid of it for itself. And I was like, wow, you're giving, you're giving, you're trusting my two-year-old's body like a lot to be able to get rid of that. So you want me to you know, he can't scratch it, but how do you tell a two-year-old not to scratch, you know? Right. So I was in a position where I was either going to wait 18 months for this to go away, or I was going to figure it out for myself. And these essential oils that I was like super skeptical about got rid of it in two weeks. Wow. So I was like, all right, now as a person who is skeptical and what I would consider, you know, naturally curious, my own personal testimony was like the only evidence I needed. So at that point, it's like, all right, if I can do this with these, like with this plant juice in two weeks, what else can this do for me? What else can this do for my household? And then I made the mistake of flipping over one of the products that I was using. And I say that it is a mistake because you can't just turn over one product and you can't just look up one ingredient. And that's what I was talking about. It's like you jump into a puddle and realize it's like this huge ocean because I think it was, I don't know, my like Lysol cleaner or something. And it was like, wow, the ingredient list is in terms of like scientific terms. And I don't know what that means. 
then you just you just go to the World Wide Web and you find the credible source and you figure out that like this ingredient that is listed as a cleaning agent is actually like carcinogenic and it's actually you know it's actually an antifreeze it's actually you know in you know and then you just like this endless list of like irritant after you know uh you know it's a it's just a list of no's like no 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 do not put this on yourself do not do this and then it's like but don't worry it's fda approved and then it's like this literally like mind-boggling spiraling effect of like okay well what else well what else so i'm in that place of like well what else is like bad for me well what else can i do before i call you know the doctor or what else before I go back to using whatever it was that I'm using, but that's why I'm just so passionate about sharing my ignorance and share being super transparent about how I'm getting this information, how I'm finding, you know, these these facts that have you know PDFs and uh, .gov because the government saves you guys. Like it's it's mind boggling. But I think it's really important for me to share even if one person sees it because I hit a really low place when AC, my son, my oldest son got sick and I don't want anyone else to have to get there before they figure it out. So it's it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. And so I see you post about products and there, there'll be four spraying in the air or maybe even putting on your body or something but then it says on it like warning not for human consumption or not for for humans yeah yes it's it's and that's the part like I'm so happy that I'm learning I'm so happy that I am in the process of figuring it out or woke because that's the term that's flying around but I can't even (laughs) I can't even call myself that because I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm still very much asleep in but every single day I just have to keep showing up figuring it out showing up figuring it out because that and that's the first product you realize like wow this fine print that is literally on the product that says precautionary statement you know, hazardous to humans and domestic animals. Well, okay, that's me. Then why am I using that? You know, like, whoa, what? Like there was a body spray that my husband had and he loved it. But I promise you, before I even got into this whole crazy person reading labels, I was like, can you like not spray that around me ever? Because it's giving me a headache. And I thought I was just being real bougie about it. (laughs) like I don't like that smell it's not working for you please only wear it on guys night out like I don't want to be around it once I got on this like label reading rampage the one that one that he was using it literally is a body spray meant for you to smell on the back of it it's like avoid inhalation and it's like what the like right how can you not does that make (laughs) yeah what (laughs) Yeah. So you also talk about recently you were talking about laundry detergents, the um what is it? Clear, clear all. Yeah, free and clear. Free and clear. Yeah, the free and clear. So what did you find out about those recently? Before I answer that, there's there's also a term that I think people are brushing off as far as greenwashing. 
similar to brainwashing, but you go down your the aisles of whatever store you shop at, and you're like, there's, in most cases, there there's a clear differentiation between, wow, these products are better for you because you can see through them, because there's a plant on the bottle, because, you know, it's in a cardboard, environmentally safe container, and that is bullshit, because mm-hmm. you grab that, product and you flip it over and don't worry because the ingredients on there have this like parenthetical clarification that it is that it is a plant-based cleansing agent or a plant-based this this and this and oh look it's in it's lavender and chamomile scented and there's the catch because you start looking into those plant-based you know ingredients and they're not too far off of as, you know, harmful as what's on the highlighter blue container or the purple container or the yellow container with like the guy's arm because, whoa, that, you know, that makes it better. And the more bubbles, the cleaner my clothes get. Don't worry that, you know, I'll have random skin irritations sporadically. Don't worry about that. It was just one time. Whoever listens to this only hears one thing. If it is scented at all and you flip over your product and fragrant listed as an ingredient or uh, parfum, perfume, perfume, you know, all that, that's the same thing. That term could be anything. The FDA does not require production companies marketing to actually like expand on that term. You can, it's a blanket term for anything it can literally be anything I can't emphasize enough to just go watch Netflix documentary stink before it's taken down if it's scented that means they can put anything in that even if it's like in the like the clean green uh you know plant-based section of the store those those scents that you are perceiving as like plant-based can be could actually just be imitations of scents, not the like extracted, distilled plant itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just here I am, crazy person on the loose reading labels. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> what did you find out about the free and clear though? Yeah, so free and clear is basically like it can be free and clear of things that are labeled and categorized as irritants. But that doesn't mean that they that they have to be free and clear of like hormone disruptors or potential hormone disruptors. So, for example, I don't even remember the name brand, but it was one that I was using. I think it was like Purex or something free and clear or the like Arm and Hammer free and clear for sensitive skin with a with a skin. What was it? How is it labeled on the bottle? It's like a skin friendly scent. There's no such thing unless it is infused with an actual plant. Like an actual plant is either sitting in the bottle or you yourself have put it in the detergent in the form of a therapeutic, pure and natural essential oil. It's like I was using that free and clear. You know, that's even one of the things that the doctors were asking me when AC was having these like skin issues. What detergent are you using? Did you switch up your detergent? I don't know every single time that I've taken him to the doctor for a skin issue. Are you using any new products? Are you using any new products? That's like one of the like clarifying questions. So that 
should have been a red flag for me a long time ago. Really, that should have been like, why would a product do this to me? That should have been a red flag. So whoever's listening to this, if you've ever been asked that, that's a red flag. So it was like, I was using free and clear, like, why isn't that, why is that an issue for me? But what I should have been looking for is fragrance free because even on the free and clear you can still flip it over and find fragrance or in the arm and hammer situation a skin friendly scent which is not that literally that's dumb that's don't that's so stupid so fragrance free and then what i have found is that it's easier as bougie and a little bit extra energy it's worth it it's worth it to just make your own detergent or So I have two different options. I either make my own detergent or I literally just use an unscented Castile soap. If I make it myself, then I know what's in it and then there's no questions asked. I have become the DIY label reading crazy person, but (laughs) the 10 minutes of extra energy that it costs to do that, my child, my children, my household, myself is like way more important and way worth it. Like I'd spend a whole week doing extra knowing what I'm using in our home is not slowly killing us. Right. Right. So how do you make your laundry detergent? So I make my laundry detergent. Well, there's two different ones that I make. I either expand the thieves laundry soap, um, because it comes in a 32 ounce bottle and I use, I, have figured out a way to dilute it because it's already super concentrated. So when you buy the Thieves laundry soap, you don't even need a whole lot of it. But I am sort of like a rambunctious type of person. Like no matter the size of the load, it needs a like a whole capful. I don't care. So that's why I dilute it a little bit. So it's like the Thieves household or sorry, the Thieves laundry soap. I'll add some, either some Castile soap to it or literally just water. Even if I don't have any additional essential oils to add to that, the Thieves laundry soap and water is it. The other one that I make, like if I'm in between my essential rewards orders, I'll do Castile soap and either just Castile soap and apple cider vinegar, or I can add, you know, lavender or cedar wood or... I've done citrus fresh or lemon into the unscented Castile soap if I need a scent. I don't even really do that most of the time. It's normally just the unscented Castile soap with apple cider vinegar. And then I'll do like essential oils on the dryer balls, like for the drying cycle. And it's just just easier. Like I get, we do our laundry at the laundromat. So I get some like weird looks. These people show up and they're like, wow, they have their dryer sheets. They have their fabric softener. They have their laundry detergent. They have their bleach. They have, no, you don't need all that. You do not need all that. You don't. There's a reason you walk into the laundromat and immediately get a headache. There's a reason why it's stuffy in there. There's a reason that You know, they have to keep their air circulating in a specific way. Like, there's a reason. Right. Can you explain what Thieves is? Sure. So, Thieves is a blend. I actually just did a lesson on this for my after schoolers. So, Thieves is a blend of five oils. And the, like, old wives' tale is that uh, grave robbers created this blend to then put on themselves and inhale so that when they were going through 
the like grave sites and everything, they weren't getting sick from, you know, these bodies. So it you can create it yourself, but I do not have the resources or plants outside in, in some garden to make it. <laughs> so it's just a blend and oil that I use from Young Living. And it's great for your immunity. If you're feeling a little under the weather, you can put it at the bottoms of your feet. I've used it in coffee. I've used it in tea. I've used it in the diffuser just to get weird smells out of the house. If there's some sort of funk that's happening at the boys' daycare and I don't want it to make it make its way into our house, I'll do that. I'll put it in a bath, you know, especially for my boys because daycare is basically like, don't even get me started. It's basically a public restroom. Hello. <laughs> but I'm trying. So let me try to explain what, what's in it. It's rosemary, cinnamon bark, clove, lemon, and eucalyptus. I'm pretty sure those are the five that are in it. And it's plants. It's plants that are good for your immune system. Like what's not to trust about that, right? And Thieves right. as a brand because people are like losing their mind over it because it's amazing and proven it has been turned into the laundry soap. It has been turned into a, an all purpose household cleaner where you only need one cap full. That's what has replaced all the cleaners in my house. I wash my fruits and veggies with it. Yep. A household cleaner cleans my vegetables and my fruits. It's fantastic. And also disgusting with the crap that comes off of it. Even organic fruit needs to be cleaned. Thieves has become the name that Young Living is like known for, but it's, it is available and seen in like other places, but I just trust Young Living as a name brand just because of their seed to seal guarantee, because of their like therapeutic, all natural grade. So that's Thieves. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. So what else do you use essential oils for? Do you use it um, mentally for anxiety or anything else that you use it for? Yes, I use essential oils for a lot, actually. But I use Young Living products specific, like beyond essential oils, for a lot more. So essential oils can always be put in a diffuser. I've used it to establish, you know, a bedtime routine for the boys. I've used it just as like an overnight monitoring of any sort of like sniffles that have happened. We use it topically because AC has sensitive skin. Even now that I have ditched most of the scented products in my home, I can't always trust the products that he comes in contact with at school. And this could even be like the towel that they dry their hands off with. I didn't wash that in my detergent. So that is why I'm pretty consistent with using like lavender or frankincense on his skin. We use it for, you know, a drop of lemon in your water because I can't for the life of me get excited about consuming enough water throughout the day. <laughs> and lemon is just great for detoxing your body. I use it as my skincare. I don't use any sort of face washes that you buy at a store. No. Jojoba oil and either a drop of cedar wood or lavender. Like literally lavender can be used for everything. Young Living products beyond essential oils that I use would be like the Life9 probiotic. Who the hell knew a probiotic was so important? 
what? Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on that. It's like <laughs> gut health, what? Why do you need that? Oh, okay, just to keep your body balanced. So I do a probiotic. I do multigreens because taking that supplement versus eating three salads sounds way more doable. There's an inner defense supplement that you can buy, which is amazing. Like, to be completely non-compliant, I've, I've put it up my children's butt before. <laughs> kicked kicked an illness in less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Don't even, like... <sighs> th- and that's what happens when you trust a brand and you know where it's coming from. And there's no, like, warning labels. There's no hidden agenda. It's just plants. Like, who knew plants could do this much? I have... Right now I'm using their Amino Wise, which started this whole series of like, wow, your body needs branched chain amino acid, but can't make them itself. So you need to replenish those, especially when you're working out, because I do that pretty often. Whoa, who knew that? So it's, you can use essential oils for literally everything, any and everything. Like I said, the Thieves Household Cleaner is the only cleaner that I use. What else do we use essential oils for? But like I, as a person, I don't consider myself very anxious, but there are times when both of the boys are hollering about juice and neither of them have taken a nap and the dog needs to go for a walk and I haven't consumed enough water in the day and my hair has been in the same bun for four days (laughs) and the playroom that I just cleaned is now upside down. I'm losing a game of Jumanji in there. <laughs> so th- those days when I'm about to lose it, I go get my surrender. I go get my rosemary. I take three big inhales and I get my shit back together and we get back on track. I I didn't even know I needed emotional support until it was right there. You know, like, sure, I want to do a play date. Sure, I need to talk to another human, but like, one drop can get me back on track. Really? My nose can do that? Like, blows my mind. Right. Truly. Have you done any research on um, what hormones are secreted when you sniff essential oils? Because it makes you feel better. So I'm wondering if any hormones are, like, secreted that make your nervous system go back to relaxation, calmness. That is a good question. I have not I do know that there are certain products that like even like you don't have to ingest them for them to be working. So even applying something topically, your skin is the largest organ on your body. So even if you put it on your hand or on your chest or whatever, it's still doing something for you internally. So that's I need to do more research on what chemically shifts in the body. But I'm on this, I, I like, and that's just part of this puddle is way deeper. <laughs> like, I'm a scientist over here figuring this out. Like, the notes, the post-it notes that are around me is ridiculous. It, it's it's so interesting. It's It really is just nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we go back to your son's skin condition? Do you sure. remember what essential oils you used on yeah. him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, So frankincense and lavender did wonders for his skin. Now I'll tell you a little bit further into that story 
when, you know, we had gone to, I'd say maybe four urgent care visits. We were in the ER once. We had gone to three different like well visits to, or mm-hmm. sick visits, whatever you want to, however you want to classify it to figure out what was actually happening. I noticed this thing going on with AC skin and the first doctor told me it was nothing. They sent me home with a steroid. They were like, it'll be fine in 24 hours. He woke up and he wasn't fine. Went back. They gave him an antibiotic because I guess his body was fighting something off. That's what they said. I guess his body is fighting something. They sent me home with an antibiotic. The next morning, my child is now swollen. Literally, his face is swollen. The hives, like the blemishes on his skin are now worse. So then they say, oh, well, you know, it's a reaction to the antibiotic. Cool. Go to his pediatrician. She confirms it's actually not nothing. This is, you know, molluscum. That's when they classified it as molluscum, which simultaneously was like flaring up his eczema, which was the ongoing battle prior to. Which before it was even classified as molluscum, I thought he had chicken pox. But I thought we got that vaccination. Don't even get me started on that. But this is what my maternal mind is doing. You research one symptom, you end up on WebMD, you end Mm -hmm. up with a (laughs) life-threatening. Like, don't even do it to yourself. You know, you leave with a steroid. That doesn't work. The antibiotic doesn't work. He has a 104 fever that he cannot kick. and, And now the doctor... They've told me Tylenol. They've told me Motrin. Oh, well, just kidding. Use them both. You do the first dose Tylenol, second dose Motrin, third dose Tylenol, you know, do that dance back and forth. And that's not working. All of that, let's go ahead and mentally try to tally up the copays from all that, okay? Because I'm in the office, you got that copay, and then I had to go pay for the prescription. Keep tallying that up. Then I go home with this child that have that that has basically had this for three weeks ish with 104 fever and I've been turned away from an urgent care. This 104 fever that he had had for about two, three days, I got rid of with thieves and peppermint. Okay. Hashtag my story. Wow. You keep that going with a vinegar bath because who fucking knew apple cider vinegar had so many cleaning pro- like properties? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. Because right. I, I, who knows to ask those questions? I didn't. So I was letting him soak in a vinegar bath for twice a day, letting him air dry. Um, and then once he's completely dry, you do uh, lavender, frankincense, and coconut oil applied as like like his lotion twice a day tight fitting pajamas just so that the like sites are covered but to reduce you know him itching and irritating that further keeping his nails cut short the the thieves and peppermint add a little bit of lavender if you want down his spine because your body is absorbing that plant and supporting your immune system not hindering it and so one thing that became I won't say frustrating, but there was there is a learning curve to using essential oils and using holistic approaches to medicine and, you know, trying an all natural approach if you don't have access to essential oils. If you take a dose of Tylenol within 30 minutes, you are expected to see a reduce in your fever. Yes or no? 
I wasn't seeing, I wasn't seeing that shift immediately. And so I was like, wow, these things are not working. So I wrote it Mm -hmm. off. In comes the community and the support system that I had around myself. And they were like, no, you apply every 30 minutes, if necessary, every hour, if necessary, because it's, it's continued support, not a temporary band-aid. So here I am, you know, reapplying down the spine, bottoms of the feet, put socks on. And then it was like in less than 24 hours, I got rid of a fever and my child was eating. Do you know how amazing it feels to have a child have a fever for three days and finally see him take a bite of food and finally see him smile and finally see him get off of the couch that he has been on? It was like wow wow is like the only word like to see that shift from something that I was so skeptical about is what really is just mind-blowing and content like that story I'll never stop telling it I like had to eat my own words that day I had I really had the like during that time I really had to like wake the fuck up and realize no one is going to take care of my child. No one is going to do that. I am going to do that. He came out of me. He is my responsibility. So it is my responsibility in turn. Why am I putting so much trust in people who are turning me away empty-handed? That's what was frustrating. And then why was I so willing to just use my child as you know, a guinea pig to all this? Even mm-hmm. recently, I'll tell you another story. Recently, AC is like super aware of when he gets an ear infection. I know he has an ear infection. So we, I took him to the doctor because we recently moved. I needed to reestablish his pediatrician out here. So I was like, all right, all they're going to do is, you know, confirm the ear infection, send me home with an antibiotic. We do that. Here I am not even realizing, you know, it's an antibiotic that isn't the one he's allergic to quote that, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it's fi- it'll be fine because he's not allergic to this one. We get home the next day, he has a reaction to it. And I'm like, all right, immediately, I know the red flags now. So I stop it. I call his doctor and I wish I had recorded this conversation. I call them and I say, my, I think my child is having a reaction to this antibiotic. I don't feel comfortable giving him any more. Is there another one that you can prescribe in place of this? Or like, what are my other options? This is what they said to me. Um, well, is he coming down with, you know, it, it might just be a fluke. Is he coming down with something else that his body is trying to fight off? Um, I don't think it was the medicine. Give him another dose. See if he has the same reaction and then we'll know. But the doctor is not going to pres- like uh, prescribe another one just from one time. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, that's insane. So that's when, again, hone into my community, ask the questions, shed light on my ignorance. And then I find out you don't even need a fucking antibiotic for an ear infection. You don't need an antibiotic for an eye infection. And then I learn about this fucking term called colloidal silver. What? Mm, yes. What? Every day, every day, I'm like a fucking deer in headlights. What are you talking about? <laughs> Insert, you know, Google rampage. Just, it's, 
needless to say, I stopped using the antibiotics, got rid of his ear infection in like four days. How did, so what exactly did you do to get rid of the ear infection? You use the colloidal silver? Yeah. So you can either use colloidal silver or as like a daily, you know, whatever you can use like garlic drops. Who the fuck knew you had to do all that? I thought garlic was for a pizza crust or, you know, whatever. <laughs> But garlic actually has properties that support ear health. Colloidal silver, you ca- you can literally it's uh, it's a liquid, and you we drop it directly into his ear, and you use those drops similarly to how you would or like the length of an antibiotic. So normally it's twice a day for ten days. Mm-hmm. That's what you do with the colloidal silver. So if I if if AC is like oh, my ear hurts, my ear hurts, my ear hurts. I'll do a few drops, even if I haven't confirmed that it's an ear infection because it's not going to hurt him. Right. Um, and it only kills the bacteria that is creating some some junk in there. I've done it directly into their eyes. If they don't normally have eye crust or whatever, but if I see that it's, you know, gathering up, getting kind of clotted in their, like right here in their, corners of their eye I'll put a few drops in their eyes next day it's gone every day every single day it's something and every single day I'm taking notes google search taking notes google search it's it's never ending yeah (laughs) it's not for sure and uh, the colloidal silver for people that don't really know what it is it's pretty much like a natural antibiotic would you agree Yes. And there's a lot of deceiving evidence about it. So people are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. There's like either really good information or people are like, no, that is terrible for you. Don't do that. But I have seen people put it in like a neb, I think it's called like a nebulizer, like a mask over their face. I, I have heard personal testimonies of people drinking a few ounces of it a day I have you know I have used it myself ears and eyes I know one of my really good friends actually brews it herself which I didn't even know was you know a possibility so yeah it's just literally water like the process of her brewing it was like she uses this huge glass jug of water just regular distilled water there's two silver rods that you put down in it and then you just click it on and it brews literally for an hour and then ta-da wellness juice it's amazing I don't know how to explain it in technical terms but it it's like a net like you said a natural bad bacteria killer and it's a natural antibiotic yeah I've used it for sinus infections I got the one where you squirt up your nose and I did that uh, probably like five to ten squirts every like couple hours, and by the next day, my sinus infection's either better or gone. Right, which is it's really awesome. Yeah, amazing. I love that. Yeah, me too. And back to the ear infection thing. Sure. I did not know that about colloidal silver, so that's really cool. Thank mm-hmm. you for that information. Sure. And also, I don't know if you knew this, um, I bring my son to a chiropractor, so they adjust his ears, and they'll check his ears if he's starting to have some ear pro, like if he's, you know, pulling at his ear, says my mm-hmm. ear hurts or whatever, they'll check his ears. They, chiropractors are not super for antibiotics, right? obviously, for many reasons. And what they told me is pediatricians are really supposed to check the child's ears, wait 
48 to 72 hours and then check them again because most ear infections clear on their own. Right. So that is what they're supposed to be doing. And many pediatricians, I mean, I'm sure it's a time thing or whatever it is. They're not. No, it's a money thing. Or a money. money, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They want want that bonus money for giving me that prescription. Yeah. Oh, this is so frustrating. But yes, I have heard very good things about chiropractors. And I I love chiropractors, but I will be a hundred percent honest and say that I forget about it. I do forget about it because I've only been figuring this shit out for nine months. And for some, that seems like a long time, but I'm like, every time there is an illness, an ailment, any sort of situation, I am in the process of unlearning. So not like, oh, we need to go to the doctor. Oh, I need to give them like, no, let's do the steps. Mm -hmm. And I need, that is one resource in my community that I need to find and use more often because just practically like beyond holistic health, I have scoliosis that is pretty severe, but your girl needs to be adjusted pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't, it wasn't until recently that I would, that I realized people were saying like, Oh, he's not feeling well. I need to take him to the chiropractor. And I was like, for what? But you realize like how much, illness can sort of burrow itself in your joints Mm -hmm. and you know in your body and just creating relaxation overall and readjustment it it can align your body in more ways than skeleton your skeletal system exactly so yeah I need I need to do that thank you for reminding me yeah of course let me write that down (laughs) um have you tried acupuncture no because it freaks me out The needles sticking out of my body. As much as I want to be a pincushion, not 100% excited about that, but let me write that down too. Well, besides the whole needles and everything, I've done acupuncture a bunch of times, and it is scary at first. It is amazing, though. The first time I went, I went because I was having a lot of stress, and my shoulders, like, when I get stressed out, it goes in my shoulders, and I get, like, lumps on my shoulders of, like, my muscles just tight. First time I went, they put a needle in my shoulder and it just released. Like the lump just went away and I was amazed immediately. I could feel it and it was, I don't know, I can't even explain. It just felt so good. And it gives you like this, you can like feel the energy in your body moving around. It kind of puts you in like a meditative state in a way. I don't know. It's amazing. But besides the whole needles and everything, they also have a lot of herbs and things that are helpful, that are natural if you're looking for even more alternatives and stuff. Yeah, they have also ear, they've talked about, um, they've said to me, my acupuncturist, that like if your son has an ear infection, like you can bring them in, I can help you out. They have like natural ear stuff or all kinds of things. So Whoa. if you're, yeah, they're a really good resource. Acupuncturists are a really good resource and they're really good with gut health stuff. Um, Cause as you know, like gut health is so important. It's pretty mm-hmm. much like our second mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, of our serotonin is produced in our gut. So Mm -hmm. I had a gut problem. I didn't know that I had it. I've had it since I was 10 years old. And I just thought it was, I just like came to think it was normal that after lunch, I was really bloated. Like to the point where I was just like holding in gas all day and like 
And when I let it out at home, it was just awful. And it was just not okay. I know TMI, but that was what was happening for 10 years. And I thought it was normal. And then I went to her and this acupuncturist and she, um, I just thought I was going to go in and get an adjustment or not adjustment, but a, a treatment. And she was asking me all about my gut and everything. And she goes, yeah, I want to do some tests on you. It sounds like you have this thing called SIBO, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I did the test. It came back positive. I ended up doing um, certain oils, certain herbs, um, a certain diet for about eight months. And she like cured it. And I didn't even know that it was something, because it's just, you know, like 10 years of feeling that way. So yeah, they're a really good resource. Um, That's for alternative- amazing. Yeah. Holy cow. I yeah. yeah. So do you have any additional things you'd like to say about toxins, essential oils, anything? I guess just to sort of shake people a little bit and make like point the finger at them literally to say in the most loving way possible that you are responsible to ask the questions, to do the research, even if, you know, you don't think you are, even if you don't think you're qualified, you are because of the resources that you have, even on your phone, you know, you can look up one thing and it can spark so much more, but no one is going to take care of you except for you. No one is going to take care of your family except for you. If there are any women listening, specifically, we are like home base for a lot of shit. So your home trusts you, but you need to, you need to make sure that you are putting the best possible products on them around them like how are you surrounding them right right um so it, i just i just encourage people to take responsibility and just take that first step even if it's just to read the back of that one product that you use every single day you know you have nothing to lose but the toxins you have nothing to lose but the chemicals and even if it's just one 30 minute session of research like you owe that to yourself Stop the stop the aimless scrolling for a second and like do the work because it's it's crazy. Like I just want to wake everyone up and say, please, 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 please think about what you're doing. Make an informed decision and know what that means. And that I mean you just have to start, literally, just start. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And it is scary. It can be really scary. Yeah. It's so terrifying because you're like, I have been a dumbass for how long I was blindly doing this, but it's also so freeing. Like as mad as I am at myself, there are so many things in our home that I'm like, no, no. The word no is so powerful. No, Mm -hmm. no. Or just not yet. Not yet. I don't have enough information about it. Not yet. Until I make an informed decision, not yet. So just start and be okay with saying, you know, no, just wait. You know, you're not alone. There are people that will help you. If anything, since starting this whole thing, I feel so much support from, you know, my like-minded community. They're so willing to just send me a link of a credible source or 
give me the resources on how to do the work for myself, but they're also so willing to say this, this is what this is. Let's do this together. Like I don't feel alone in this at all. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. This was awesome. I'm so glad you're on it. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome. So people listening, you can contact Lauren on Instagram. What is your Instagram name again? At in the muddle of Mitchells. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank Have you. Have a good your day. You too, girl. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of the hashtag create your earth life podcast with Janessa Staples and guest Lauren Mitchell. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me on Instagram at evolving period writer period Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A. Also, please give me a review. It really helps for me to evolve personally and evolve this podcast to be the best that it can be. And it also helps for others to find the podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.